what's up welcome back i'm gonna get straight into this episode because i have been i was told to do this episode i today is the time to do it the time is now and i need to do it and i have more episodes coming out soon but i need to start here to give preface to all the other stuff that i'm going to talk about i know a lot of people who listen to me are not all religious or spiritual and i just want to give a heads up that this is very spiritual content heavy but there's still a lot of valuable information so you know just just deal with it that that's be my answer for people um but i'm gonna get into it um this title is probably gonna be like everybody's probably like wait what um yes raw sushi so i think that if you've never had sushi in your life or raw fish it's bomb a couple weeks back i did like a whole venezuelan cooking class um i went on a date um he was really really good with dates and he knew I was a foodie and he took me to do like a private cooking class and we did like this raw ceviche. Uh, I'm still trying to get the recipe for it. She was supposed to email me the recipe and stuff and I kind of want to tweak it some, but it was like this raw ceviche that we made with shrimp and mahi-mahi and we put it over a double fried um, plantain that wasn't ripe. Um, and so she gave us some tips and trips, tips and tricks about how to utilize a non-ripe plantain um but the shit was fire it was bomb um but i'm gonna get into what i'm gonna get into i really want to talk about our connection to god right um lately this past month probably especially since i've gotten questions for a while but especially since i turned like 30 I've noticed I've also been outside a lot more. Yes, I've been outside. Um, but I've gotten a lot of questions about my life and about things I've experienced and gone through. And I'm noticing that a lot of people are in transition. Um, I think everybody's transition is different. I can't sit here and tell you everybody's transitioning towards the same thing. But I notice the more I post things, whether it be on Twitter or on IG and then I put my own little touch or fine tune or my opinion or my comment on it. People are asking me very detailed, distinct questions. Um, And so I thought now would be the time to share for real, for real, what the hell I've been dealing with for the past two years. It's kind of going to be a general overview because I do want to have this conversation with somebody else who's gone through something similar, but y'all gonna get the point. So I'm just gonna start. I went through a spiritual awakening, except I didn't know what that was what I was going through. Like I had no kind of understanding of the things that were happening in my life. And what that does that look like? It looks like a lot of things you become uninterested in things that you've been doing for most of your life. So at the time, I am somebody who's a vocal person. I'm outside. I'm very, I'm an extroverted introvert, but when I'm outside, I'm outside. But I just was like not trying to really do too much. And that caused a lot of questions and a lot of people to raise their eyebrows or the things that I've been doing for 28 years of my life that I'm no longer doing. 
Uh, my relationships changed with people, whether I lost them or whether the dynamic shifted. Um, I lost weight. Your body changes. Um, you purge, like significantly purge excess karmic weights off of you. You go through karmic relationships. Something I wasn't vocal about, um, I haven't been vocal about, is karmic dating. Um, I experienced karmic dating. Um, that's interesting. And that's going to be a conversation for another time. But you can look it up. But I noticed that um, a lot of things were happening in my life that I didn't understand. So I couldn't articulate what I was going through. You experience things like the dark night of the soul. The dark night of the soul is like this fluctuating state of depression during your moments of purge where you're basically, I talked about this in my episode about solitude, you are sitting with yourself confronting all of the things that you've done, all of the things that you've been through and learning how to find acceptance in self and weed through to find your most authentic you. But it also involves a heavy amount of shadow work and inner child healing. Um, another thing that you experience sometimes through this journey is tower moments. Tower moments look like basically you're at the crossroads, right? You go through all of this, this shit that I just said you go through and you are presented with options, option A or option B. And it's almost like a test God puts you through, right? God keeps putting lessons in your face. And sometimes those lessons, <laughs> they look like people. So you might find yourself dating the same person over and over. They might look like jobs. You might find yourself in the same terrible jobs that you've been unhappy in. They might look like family members and people pleasing that you no longer want to be a part of. Codependent relationships, fast acting relationships. So a lot of these things are shown and you'll be put in a position to make a choice. The choice is the test, right? It's the test of did you learn what you wanted to learn are you addressing your karma are you addressing a situation to make your life better as you're going through these things and half the time you know human beings we are stubborn so we typically go towards what we are familiar with because option b makes sense it makes sense to us on an earthly you know stamp from an earthly standpoint and it's familiar and it's logical or we can be obedient to God and trust that although I don't like option A, it's the best option and outcome for me to be better. So I have to actually do the work to be better. And I have to just trust that God's going to give me the rewards. People don't want to do that. People don't ever want to trust. That, that's, that's hard, you know. And I think that we don't give ourselves much enough credit that when you do go through a spiritual awakening, how exhausting that can be. And so sometimes we do find into cyclical, we fall into cyclical karmic patterns, right? And we end up staying there for a while. I know I did a couple such a, a couple times, but what that looked like, um, I'll give you an example. I was dealing with a person and I was dealing with them for the past year. And I noticed that even though it closed out in January of this year, that same person re-entered my life this summer. And it was like a test to see if I had learned what I had learned in January. I did. I'm just, I'm gonna big up myself there. I did. And so I was able to close out that cycle 
which could also be considered karma that I was clearing. Um, and that's what a tower or a karmic partner or a cyclical lessons can sometimes look like. Tower moments are usually more, I shouldn't call that a tower moment, but tower moments are usually like a tragic loss in the family or, you know, a bad car accident or, um, you know, finding out information you didn't want to know. Like you're being asked to maybe like release a person or release a situation and you choose to hold on to it. And so then something's revealed to you that you don't want to know or that's hurtful or that maybe is heartbreaking. That would be a tower moment. And then that's when it's like, what are you going to do? Do you want it to keep getting harder or do you want to listen to me and let that go? Um, but these were the things I was going through. It was like this whole just back to back. It was like God was bebopping me like through and through from city to city. It was it was wild. But I how it started, I guess I should backtrack a little bit, is I was coming off of a thriving 2019. I had a great year of traveling, living out of the country, doing work out of the country. Um, I was finally going into a job in a city that I loved. So I was going to move again from another city to another city. And I was just, you know, getting paid well. And I was manifesting things. And something in my mind was still feeling like something was missing. Like there was a lack of something. Like there had to be more to life and it's wild because when I think about the life I was living the accolades the traveling the privileges the things that I have worked so hard and I'm you know I know sometimes I worked hard for a lot of the shit that I have I've that is for sure like but to work that hard and to see the fruits of your labor and still be unsatisfied was something that I had to come to terms with and I was like, all right, God, I have these things, but there has to be more to life. And what I didn't realize that I was lacking was one, my relationship with God didn't have the depth that it needed to have. And two, life in general just didn't have the depth that it needed to have. And so that is kind of when around end of August, September, like I started noticing a lot of shifts in my life, right? Um, This is in 2020, August and September. I started noticing that things were shifting. It felt like in such an odd way that things were shifting. And then in December was when I felt God really say to me, are you ready? And I knew after the new year that life was going to get hard. And so in my episode of Solitude, I talk about a lot of the things that I went through in 2021 um, which is some of the things that I talked about, the weight loss, the purging, the crying, the stress. I was fasting at that time. Um, it was just a lot of different things. I was going through like around a heartbreak. It was just, it was a lot. And then I met the person that I'm saying was essentially like a karmic situation. And it was this whole ordeal. And in the process of that, I noticed my relationships. I think that that was the hardest, but also the most in front of my face situation that I was challenged with. And at this point, because I am now retreating, I felt like God had asked me to use the gift of discernment. I needed to discern. God was asking me to be quiet at this time 
while I was going through it, I was going, it was basically, God was basically telling me, focus on this, focus on you, focus on this. Whoever's got to go, got to go. Whoever's not going to understand is not going to understand. And that is a hard thing to be obedient towards, especially when these are 28-year relationships, when these are 15-year relationships, when these are relationships with your parents, your peers, your coworkers, your family, your friends, and everybody's noticing because you have such an integral reach to all these people and you've pulled back drastically. And I have friends who asked me, who would call me and say, are we, are we okay? Like, what's going on? And I couldn't explain. And that looks weird because I'm very articulate and I communicate well. And now I'm going through something that I can't communicate. Not just because God has asked me to be discerning in these moments, but also because I truly didn't have the words for it. And so I just remember there was a night that I prayed and I, I asked God specifically, I said, God... I'm willing to be obedient. I am going to be obedient, but I'm asking you to send don't don't make me fight with people. Like I I need to not fight with people in this process because I'm exhausted. So any kind of relief at any point at any turn, please just provide that. And what I noticed God started doing in that moment, and that was when I actually started really learning, like, when you start asking God for stuff, you're going to get it. But in that moment, I felt, I started noticing that God was sending witnesses, essentially, to certain situations that I was going through. Because another thing we don't talk about enough in spiritual awakenings um, are spiritual gifts. It's in theory, we talk about spiritual gifts. We talk about them in church and a lot of people believe in them. But then when they actually see them in the flesh, there's a lot of confusion or it just kind of looks like juju sorcery type of witchcraft things where, you know, if you use the word psychic, it's like taboo. And I think that people don't realize, I think spiritual gifts lie in everybody. It's just that only a handful of people are able to tap into it because it takes a lot of cleansing of your spirit, cleansing of your aura, cleansing of a lot of things and beliefs and things we were taught on this earth that need to be cleared in order to have a pathway to God. And at this point, after all the purging, I noticed that my intuition was amped up. I noticed that my gifts that I were kind of, I would say that they lied dormant and I knew they were there, especially when I was a child, but they had amplified as well. And so you know at this time you are experiencing things because gifts look like a myriad of things they look like the gift of knowing the gift of visions and premonitions the gift of auditory sensory um, components the gift of wisdom the gift of patience like there's so many spiritual gifts that god gives us that we don't really take the time to think about how powerful or strong they can be when we exercise them and so in this moment my intuition is ramped up but so are my gifts and my mother comes to visit me at this time I'm living in another state she comes to visit me and she comes and I'm talking to her about a lot of things that I've been going through because she kind of noticed like okay you're different like what's going on and I start talking about my grandmother and as I'm telling her about my grandmother She's looking at me kind of confused, like, how do you know this? And I'm like, I just know. I, I, I can't, like, 
just know that I know. So she's like, did you talk to your aunt? And these aren't things that my mother was secretive about. It's just she never thought to either tell me or just didn't remember that they happened. And so we're calling my aunt. My aunt was like, oh, I forgot about that. Like, how did that come up? And so my mom's kind of giving me the side eye a little bit while she's visiting. And then we go, I take her into the city at this point, and we go and I get an aura photo done. And when my aura photo comes out, I'm, you know, looking at my mom like, hey, girl, you want to get your aura photo done? And, you know, she's looking at it like, mm, not Juju, no. So I'm getting my aura photo done. And all my aura photo is, is just covered in, like, spiritual things, other realm type of things. It's all crown chakra, third eye chakra, heart chakra type of energy. And as the woman starts reading and explaining what is going on, she's explaining you're tapped into your spirit guides, spirit guides of others. You're tapped into otherworldly things. You need to be careful. You have to consider, you know, psychic protection because right now you're in a very vulnerable state. And at that moment, because I was purging a lot and because I was going through a lot of traumatic things or reliving a lot of traumatic things, I couldn't ground myself. And when I say I couldn't ground myself, we think of duality, right? It's, it felt like this space of knowing that you're spirit. You know, you hear, the, you hear the comment that we're spirits having a human existence. But I was like in full spirit mode and I didn't know how to essentially come back into reality. It was very hard for me. It was very, very hard for me. And so I had to figure out a way to bridge the two. And so as this woman is talking, a lot of what I was saying about my grandmother started making sense to my mother. And I just remember leaving the place and my mother just, she did not want to talk about it. Like we just acted like that experience didn't exist for about an hour, an hour and a half. And then we finally started talking about it. But my point was my mother is a Christian woman. She goes to church. She believes in the Bible. She believes in what the Bible teaches us. And she still struggled because it was in front of her to witness something. She is that, you know, I noticed too when God puts witnesses in our lives, especially in my life, he puts the ones that either aren't believers or the people that have to see it to believe it. Because if I were to just say, oh, I experienced this, a lot of people would probably be like, all right, girl, whatever. But that was the reality is that my mother is a logical, rational person. And she was rationalizing. When I was talking about my grandmother. She was trying to rationalize everything I was bringing to her. And when I was trying to tell her what I was going through and not having the words, she was trying to rationalize things by saying, oh, it's like this. Oh, it could be like this. OK, well, it should be like this. And that wasn't necessarily the truth. Why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because I'm noticing as the world is shifting and changing, which I highly recommend people read the book, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. But I'm noticing as the world is shifting, God is calling on more people to serve out a mission. And I think it can either, you're either going to catch it or you're not. And I'm noticing the more people, quote unquote, wake up, the more people have questions. And I just felt like in this past 
couple of weeks, really. I mean, I've had a couple of people over time ask me questions, but this past couple of weeks, I just noticed from a lot of things that I was sharing, a lot of things that I was posting that people would really ask me, what did you go through? Or when you talk about this, what do you mean? And I think that people were once where I was, where they didn't have the words or they didn't have the understanding. And there was a fear of judgment and criticism based off of what they were going through. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not typically someone who cares about stuff like that, but this, I did, because I was in a very fragile, vulnerable state. I couldn't handle someone telling me that my experience wasn't real or someone invalidating me. And I noticed that that came out the more that if someone did try to invalidate me because they didn't understand, the more defensive and guarded I became. And then that's when, you know, conflict or clashes happen. And I notice, and now I understand even more why in the last year and a half, God was asking me to be quiet. Because in the process of being quiet, I felt like God was using me as an observer. And as being an observer, I was able to understand people more. I was understand was able to understand people's actions more. I was able to see people more. I was able to see people who had hurt me more. I was able to be more patient. I was able to be more compassionate. I was able to really just watch how people operate. And as that was happening, I was noticing that my own experiences were shifting and it was making room for my gifts to thrive and it was making room for a deeper understanding about how human beings operate on this planet. It's one thing to understand that in the sense that we all know that people are hurt, but to actually be able to see people's hurt more clearly, to see their insecurities more clearly, to see their pain and their trauma more clearly that is something that I noticed that I was more sensitive to. And sometimes people will do things to you to test you that'll hurt your feelings and they feel like maybe they have the upper hand and it's just not true. But it was like, once I turned 30, God was like, empty the clip, girl. Do what you got to do. Say what you need to say to who you need to say, how you need to say it. And, well, I shouldn't say how you need to say it. I'm I'm still working because sometimes I get a little triggered and I take it a little too far. But it was a lot of out of the fragility and vulnerability came a lot of strength that I didn't know that I had. Now I don't care. But one thing people can't tell me is my experience and what I lived through. And there are very select individuals who I have been blessed with to walk through this with me and to really see and watch firsthand as things unraveled. And I'm appreciative of that. And so the reason I wanted to do this podcast episode was because I really wanted to open up a platform for people. A lot of my listeners who listen will send me messages and comments and thoughts. And a lot of people on Instagram and Twitter lately have been asking me about things that I've been tweeting about and I've been talking about. And just, I hope that this will reach people who are feeling like they can't explain or don't understand what they're going through or maybe be misunderstood. And if they want to, you know, if you want to hit me, you can hit me. I usually don't encourage that just because I get overwhelmed. 
but I am because I do want this to be conversation more and more. And I also want to continue this conversation. I'm hoping to do a second part to this because I really want to elaborate more on how a spiritual awakening is very similar across the board, as in certain things happen for everybody, certain experiences, but how it can also be drastically different. Um, I just haven't decided who I want to ask to do it and then also actually asking them to do it. But it is something that I do want to do. Um, But yeah, Um, one question I did get was during this process, how did it all start outside of the prayer? And sometimes, you know, spiritual awakenings, you have catalysts, right? Um, Sometimes that's your living situation. Sometimes that's a person. For me, it was a person and a living situation. Um, Sometimes it looks like career and a career change or just walking away from your job. Um, You know, that sometimes too can be something that's very strong on people's hearts, but that's also probably can be a tower moment, right? Um, That was one for me and that's another conversation. But there's just a lot of different factors that vary from person to person and experience to experience. So, but I want you all to know that I love you all and that know that there is someone who sees you and the things that you're going through. And yeah, um, I hope that this is really, if it touches one person, I've done my job. So there's that. So until next time, peace.